Welcome to a very special edition of the Propaganda Report Drive Time News Blast. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today, we are going to address the many, many questions that have been building up over the past month or so when I had a call to contribute to the questions for a special edition Q&A. We're going to do it same as normal. We'll have a free 30 and the patron 15. We have questions from patrons. We have questions from Twitter. So let's start with, out further ado, some questions from Patreon. And I have to say, I didn't want to be kind of like overly prepared. I feel like it makes more sense to, I just kind of miss the whole WSB thing where people would call us and hit us with the best they got. And then we would have to answer the questions. So I kind of feel like I want to do it this way. Some of the questions are, um, kind of long. So we might have to kind of read them twice or think through them. I'm going to maybe we'll take turns asking, reading the questions, Binkley, and then we can both take stabs at answering them. Okay. Sounds right, good. Pass is an okay answer. <laughs> pass is okay. Hard pass, also okay. All right. So I'm going to read the first one. Derek says, what the fuck? That is my question. I think that that is a great question. One that reflects the sentiment <laughs> of the majority of Americans today. I, I think it'd be a great campaign platform if you were to ever run for office, I'm running on the campaign Joe platform Jordan's of it. what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I, I feel think like that's the question we're all asking ourselves. We're living in some weird twilight zone dystopian reality that it's just everything's uncertain and confusing. Fantastic question. I feel like that's a question that answers itself. That it does. kind of, that's it. As what they the say, fuck, 2020. That's the... <laughs> That's I'm telling hat. you, Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian candidate, who tweets nothing but stuff that triggers me. Nothing but stuff that triggers me. Like, you see, she is the most, her, whoever's doing whatever, her thing is, it's all this PC crap. If anything could prove that the libertarians are corralled into the mainstream through these institutions, I think her... Her Twitter feed will prove that. Oh, are you jumping into the second question? Uh, actually, I wondered where I, I did order the questions. I like okay. glance at them. Yeah. Can I say one together. more thing? So it is actually well, the next I'd question. I'd like to say yeah. one more thing about that first mm-hmm. question. Yeah. That sounds like another mask to me. What the fuck? 2020. Yes. Or Here's what the, the F, problem. 2020. We've all had, I've had, I just actually just got a, a new patron, Jen with the great butt. So her husband, Joe, shouted out to her. She became a patron in her own right. And she was telling me that she was looking through like masks that had expressions on them, but she wanted it to not have vulgarity because that that woman got reprimanded or like thrown off a plane for having that. And I do have the this is all bullshit. But I also have the I'm not buying it, which I like, or do you know anyone who is sick? And then the classic everyone's favorite obey. But the what the fuck, all caps, would be great. I just feel like it's going to be a, a select. You can do what the F. Yeah. So when we start wearing masks at home or, on, you know, I guess not on Zoom calls, but when they're at home, I think we can do. Yeah. What the F, E-F-F. I like that. Yeah. So the next question is, you want to read it? Same. Yes. Are we saying who it's from? Did we say? I think we should say first names and not last names. Okay. This is from Derek. Is is the Libertarian Party controlled opposition to make us all feel like we are doing something? We keep trying to take over the current party. 
Hornberger yeah. had all the Tom Woods and Dave Smiths and Scott Hortons backing him, and Joe came out of nowhere. What do we do? Could we possibly start a new party? I, I'm with you. I was. I don't really follow the partisan stuff, the party stuff, because I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I have no hope in that regard. But when I figured Hornberger was a shoe in because all of those people were supporting him, but at the same time. Gary Johnson was a dud and he made that even worse by getting people to vote for William Weld as VP, the Libertarian Party. You ha- you vote separately. So it was pretty much uh, like the olden uh, days. Yes, yes, yes. I guess it was hearkening back to the original Constitution. And then this uh, Sarwark, I forget exactly how you spell his name, but he I think he's the head of the Libertarian Party. He was in the Podesta emails to Hillary as like some kind of inside job. So I think that question is answered. And it, it obviously based on Joe's Twitter feed, I mean, there they were when like Brett Kavanaugh was battling it out to to make it look like he's a sexual predator and not the guy who covered up the Vince Foster murder. This Libertarian Party said what he's accused of doing is a violation of liberty. Therefore, he shouldn't be confirmed because it was it's plausible. It's, I mean, you understand how twisted that is? That just gives me a headache. Yeah. And they were tweeting out the Marxist BLM propaganda just falling right in line from one of the official party Twitter accounts. All these parties. Yeah, they were supporting that narrative. Oh, right. Yeah. So is Joe. Yeah. And that that to me is that's that's supporting Marxist propaganda. So that that. Yeah. They're, yes. If they're not if there's not an internal struggle going on for power within the Libertarian Party, then it's completely taken over. So if there's an internal struggle, maybe there's people in there who are still fighting for it. But if there's not, they're completely taken over. But and, it doesn't matter if the winners are the ones who are like there might be a struggle, but you're never winning it. You could win it if there's still enough people that are struggling against it. But if, if there's not people struggling against it still, then everybody is submitted. I hear you. I would say it's arguable. I've never looked at the history of the party, but that it's been either was created to corral the real classical liberals, the Barry Goldwater minus the wars type who yeah. Were the original conservatives before the Pied Piper of uh, William F. Buckley came along and just marched everybody in line until finally he ended up where he is or was at the end, which was not the place that the conservatives who followed him thought they were going. But he led them all into this state of uh, forgetting their principles about non-intervention. And if the Libertarian Party was the same kind of thing to corral people who really cared about the principles and then slip in this stuff about foreign policy, which, as we've talked about before, can't is is where the rubber hits the road and it's where people are meant to not look into it. So I think that it's I think it is it's the Lysander Spooner thing. It's either one thing or the other. But here we are. And I think of Justin Amash fighting against. I think it was. The surveillance in the, it was like defunding or dis, neutralizing the surveillance part of like FISA or the National Defense Authorization Act, something like that. And he was really fighting the good fight. And I think maybe it was even close, but I, I kind of was waiting to see, are they going to win or are they going to lose? Because if he's, if he loses, all is lost. And then you got to wonder if he knew he was going to lose and just got 
the right to lead the charge. And now Justin Amish, he's really backed away from where he was super effective. And I can't help, but I think he got kind of railroaded or whatever, but I feel like they're, they set these things up so that that's where we put our hopes. And then they know they're not going to win. And if they do win, they're, they're already destined to the path they're going to go down, which isn't where we want them to go. All these parties or any party that emerges that has a level of influence over enough of the population is going to be a target for being co-opted. And totally, there's always going to be an in- internal struggle or there's going to be ways to try and identify people who are trying to co-opt and fight against it. So there's always going to be a little bit of internal struggle going on in a party that is still healthy, I think, because they're going to be vigilant to those potential takeovers yes of course it would it would be completely useless and not work at all if it weren't if there weren't something real going on there like the marjorie green gal the congress congressional candidate who believes in QAnon, as she calls it supposedly or you know i think she's authentic and it looks like there's the struggle going on and people who share her beliefs are going to get behind her and in the end the democrats and the republicans use it as a way to unite the opposition to that which is overwhelming and i would say that a major problem a good way to spot somebody who is a true libertarian who hasn't been co-opted or, or placed there is that they're bad at delivering their message they're bad totally. at getting attention to their message. I'll give an example. Yes. We Ron interviewed Paul? the guy who ran for governor of Georgia under the Libertarian Party. I thought he did a good job when you interviewed him on the show. However, I had never seen him. And then I watched the debate. And totally different story. He was terrible in the debate. And the reason he was terrible in the debate might have been other reasons as well. But one of the main reasons he was not good in the debate is because no one was listening to what he was saying because... When you look at him, he has one ear. And that is not something that the public, that they made known to the public. I'm not trying to make light of it. It was a tragic thing that happened when you, when you look at his story. But when you turn on the television and you're seeing him for the first time, the optics of that, you're trying to figure it out. And what's tragic, I mean, I'm serious in, in the way that he could have, one of his main platforms was natural health. So it was moving towards natural health. And one of the reasons when you research the guy that he was doing that was because he had, I think it was cancer treatment, and uh, the treatment caused caused the problems with his ear, which led to him losing his ear. So the reason that he felt so strongly about this campaign position, a medical campaign position, healthcare, was because of something personal that had happened to him. Now, if he would have presented that as part of his campaign story leading up to it and people were aware of it, then when he did the debate, you wouldn't be shocked by it and you'd be able to focus on his message and you would connect his message to what had happened to him, to what you're seeing. But it was completely disconnected you didn't know about it and it made it hard to listen and wouldn't he be a great voice to hear now if he had gotten some traction gotten some loyalty yeah. gotten some people to take him seriously he'd be just the kind of person who could put our health situation in the context of what's genuinely good for us and how that works with policy absolutely and it baffles me that there was not someone around him a campaign strategist to say hey yeah, we, we can't spring this on people at the debate. In fact, this is why you believe this. So why don't we tell people about it? Yeah, yeah. He they, he definitely could have made it a strength because the way you just described it, it was a strength. It is a strength. It should have been a strength. 
I want to just shout out to William and Avery, both of whom had similar questions. So William said, I secondary question. Avery said, oh, what's yeah. your thoughts on the Libertarian Party ticket of Jorgensen and Cohen? And I just, I, I don't, I, I haven't looked into Cohen, but I have not been very impressed by what I've seen out of Jorgensen. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678-653-8838. So, let me read the next one. You ready? Yeah. William says, what are your guys' thoughts on the Free State Project, Liberland in Europe, seasteading, or any other enclave... uh enclave of freedom does this also make a geographical target out of these groups as well and then uh says says what do you guys think about the free state project the movement of freedom loving people to new hampshire similar question and cliff lasalle says if you were to leave the u.s where would you go i think those are all kind of of a piece i think that possibly if they enough people gravitated to this geographical geographical area then that would make them a target it certainly is an identifier so you can know where this group of people is going to be i don't know if it makes them a target until until they cause a problem until they're a problem i don't think they'll be a target i've begun to think i i I think it's a great idea i hope i wonder how what an impact it is having on new hampshire right now i don't know but I, because when I saw this thing come down, as anybody who listens to our show, which is probably everybody's listening to this, I was thinking that, I, I mean, I just, I came across to where now I've invented the term philosophical agorist. I'm, I'm clearly not ready to grow chickens or whatever you do with chickens, but I, I want to, and I might buy some land, some cheap land somewhere that has water on it that I can have as a backstop for when, if this ever happens to my kids or I don't know what, but these ideas have to perforce function within whatever overarching legal framework they reside in. So there was this attempt to make a free, like an island of land, not a real island, but like a, a free place in Costa Rica. And it was going to, they were getting the permissions from the country of Costa Rica to have it completely outside the laws of Costa Rica, just a free society. And Costa Rica said, okay. And the pressure from the rest of the world was so great that they took it back and that it was not permitted to proceed. But when you're functioning within the framework of a larger political entity, which basically everything is, even the seasteading, you're going to have all the countries think they own the seas. They're real high stakes. I think it's, I think you can kick the can that way. And I like that a lot, but I would suggest that as the basis of all that, and I bet it is true already in New Hampshire, is that you take contiguous, autonomous pieces of land. So an acre or two or three or four where you're growing stuff, you're collecting water, you have a water source. And if you can, like Iron Web, Larkin Rose's book, and if they're close enough together, you can maybe influence the county politics to the extent that you have to play that game or at least share your your ability to defend the perimeter. So maybe you're best off in a place that has a, a, a constitutional gun laws, stuff like that, or no gun laws. So it's it's a great idea. I'd have to learn more about the specifics, but I feel like that would be the the basis for any hope of it 
either succeeding within this framework or becoming the seed for the next post this civilization and you know it, like a place to start over where would i go if i had to leave well i have a passport for ireland and so do my kids so i think that'd be the only place i could go i don't have a passport for anywhere it's i don't know where i would go Georgia. i don't know i i don't plan on leaving but i'd have to think about that question may i'd probably go to a country where people that i know are well, that, Norway, maybe one. Switzerland. Sure. <laughs> people you like. Yeah. People you want to get to know better. I was in Sweden once and <laughs> my husband was just like, do you notice anything weird about all the people in this bar, restaurant? And I looked around and I didn't really see it. I was like, what, what is it? He said, they're all gorgeous blonde women. And I was like, oh, yeah, now that you mention it. They really were, which would work I'll for both. I'll go there. What country yes, is that? that Sweden. Okay. That would work for both of us, Binkley. And I'll tell you why. Because you'll go and it's a wash and gorgeous blonde women. And I'll go and I'll be the novelty act. I'll be the novelty act as well. Well, you would be the novelty I mean, act. I would be like, okay, let's also. say, let me just change that. I would be the exotic chick. Yeah, but I would be the exotic. We'd be the exotic people. Because dudes are exotic also in You would get them. You're fine. Any girl you got would be a gorgeous blonde. You're fine. You don't have to play any angles. Is that true? There's only to... gorgeous blondes that live Well, in, in that restaurant, and my husband definitely remembers the name of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you need, I need to talk to him and get the name of it. Just in case things go south here yeah, on the home I'll be front. at that restaurant if everything goes south. Just look for me there. <laughs> that's your bug out spot. Yeah, for all me. I'll have a, hopefully they have a Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> You're not going to need it. You'll have enough to do. Okay. <laughs> oh, this right. is a good one. Yeah. Next question is from Matthew. How do you address moral culp- culpability when people are brainwashed or primed to believe certain things? An example, he says, I'm an ANCAP like Monica, so I'd argue that taxation is theft. I think that anyone arguing for state policies is generally arguing for violations on my rights, but should I blame them when they are raised in a system that tells them statism is the only choice? I guess... I guess there's just a question on how you can wake people up. There's, there's, I've, I have that problem even with people who F me over in real life and seem oblivious to it. My brother, George, the friendly truck driver told me they always really know. They always really know because for some reason fighting back against somebody who's effing you over, but you think they don't know it, you have the sense of like feeling bad about getting mad kind of thing. No. So I, I just, I have, I stumble with that. Like how much are people responsible? Are they idiots or jerks? And how do you get them out of it? I do my best to try to wake people up. And I thought I did on WSB. And then Trump came in and people were telling me I was quibbling about semantics when I when I read from the Constitution. So I thought those people were already woke and they and they weren't. Um, as they, much as as easy as it could be to want to to blame, especially when it can be very frustrating. I don't think most of the blame lies there. I think that the brainwashers, the propagandists are very skilled at giving people the moral high ground, at giving them rationalizations for positions that are taken that I think that most are true believers and believe that they are doing the morally right thing in their minds. 
Not all of them. I think people. I think the ones that where the blame really lies are the people that are they get off on manipulating masses of people and controlling society. But I also think that everybody's been. We've all been duped by propaganda at some point in our lives. We have all been affected by it. We've all been brainwashed. And we've all fallen into the spell. So I don't think we can hold people to to blame for something that we ourselves have also fallen victim to. Okay, and I have he also follows up on the question of cops. Can you be mad at cops? They think they're doing the right thing. And I have found that about cops, about teachers, about a lot of people, healthcare, a lot of people who work in the system, work for the government. A lot, a lot of people really think they understand they're with you. They're frustrated at how things work, but they do believe in what they're doing. And I think I don't know. I, I don't. So I always try not to lump people together like, well, if you have that job, then you're an idiot. I can't say that. And I've noticed that it's not true. But I will say this. When somebody told me somebody I respected said that there was an argument that the people who did 9-11, the guys who crashed the planes into the building, was the, the narrative we were wa- working off, that they believed they were doing it for the greater good, for God, for God. They believed they were doing it for God. And so, therefore, there was a chance that they actually went to heaven for it, even though they did the worst thing anyone could imagine anyone doing. And at that moment, I distilled in my mind if that could be true or not, and and I bet this is a Catholic tenet somewhere, but for me, I identified that in order to be responsible for our actions in God's eyes, God would have had to give us three things that he's going to hold us to. The ability to reason, the ability to tell right from wrong, and free will. So it's like the elements of a mortal sin. It has to be a really bad thing. You have to think about it and you have to actually do it on purpose. So this is why. So so I think we are responsible, however. And even when I was like trying to tell my mother about Edward Bernays and and asking her basically this question, I mean, at a certain point, Ma, we can't be responsible for being constantly brainwashed and propagandized. Yes, you can. Yes, you are responsible. You have free will. So for me, I, I just... It's very difficult because of the constant propaganda. And I think that's why they all knew for 100 years, the guys who who put the plan in place. And I think Rockefeller himself might have been a part of this, but they knew they had to dumb people down and and make them incapable of critical thinking, which is why real classical education hasn't changed for thousands of years. The Greeks figured it out. You need grammar, which is information. Uh you need logic, which is critical thinking, and then rhetoric is how to express yourself and how to understand being expressed. It's the um, spoken to. It's the it's the trivium. And if we were taught the trivium, there would be absolutely no way you would not hold people culpable for their own actions and beliefs. But uh, I'm leaning towards people are more responsible than I want to believe. I, I think in some cases that's that's true. I don't think in the I think in the majority of cases people are they are convinced. I mean, this is the whole idea of communist propaganda and using the Marxist propaganda is to convince people of the oppression and the evil that is being done to them and to help people who are less privileged than them that they can, they need to do that because I know people who adamantly believe this stuff who are very good people, but and they adamantly believe it and. 
they don't realize they, they it doesn't matter what you show them they are convinced that they are on the side of good right. and that this these aren't people manipulating them using they don't believe they're being manipulated are they the people who are paying for it are they rich people who worked really hard made a lot of sacrifices and are paying 60% of what they're finally getting in order to support this or is it purely philosophical for them because that's the thing like you it, a lot of times there's a psychological element in the back where it benefits you and that's where that ethical glass ceiling comes in that you're not like my mother would always say Virtue signaling the people well they want to feel good about themselves even though they're acting selfishly and my mother would say that that it's funny how the people who want who who think that others should give never really they always make sure they have nothing to chip in and and that has been my experience a lot. People take advantage yeah. of you. I don't know the if they're chipping in or not. I know that they're doing the other action steps they're being told by their indivisible group or whatever. Right. But they, in the end, benefit from UBI. They're going to get it, probably. Possibly. But here was the real question I wanted to ask you. Has Have you ever had a, an argument like that with somebody who maybe didn't know so well, didn't already screen for goodness, and you were just real, like a date or something, and it just frustrated you? That you could not make the point that you were trying to make because they just wouldn't hear it. Of course, yeah. So what do you think is behind that? Look at that person in your mind's eye. What do you think is going on there? It's emotional. They're, they're trigger words. When they hear certain trigger words, they go into an emotional state. Oh, and they're not you don't thinking. think that they just feel prideful and they're op- closed-minded? It might be prideful and it might be some, some of that too. But I also have learned how to navigate that. And one-on-one conversation... I'm I'm pretty I can get people I can avoid the words and I can there'll never be a conflict and they won't realize I, I they're guess, agreeing with complete libertarian type positions yeah, unless I, I guess, said pointed yes, it out right. then that might get them to change their yes, mind. That's totally true. And I guess at a certain point I look and 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 I think ultimately there's a closed-mindedness and to and and people have closed minds for different reasons. Yeah, I I would agree. And I will say this to a final thing on that question is that the real battle is for the hearts and minds of the public. That, that's the war. And, and we are the, we are all the targets. We our hearts and our minds. They want to co-opt them. And, and not even everybody the is a great soldier. people we disagree soldier. with are yeah. also targets. And not everybody is a great soldier. Some people are better soldiers yeah. than others. So it's like the first thing you sent me of Algis Huxley, like 20% of the people can't be fooled. 20% of the people are easily fooled. And the rest is the battleground. Yeah. A big welcome to our latest sponsor, an avid member of the Propaganda Report community, True Hemp Science, experts in CBD with a huge variety of premium CBD from different farms and with different cannabinoid profiles all in one place. Go to truehempscience.com slash propreport for your special offer. Let's, as a, a last question, this first segment, so there's going to be a free 30. This is going to be the end of the free 30. Then we go to the patron 15. Uh, is this... Next question. Should I read it? Is it my turn or is it your turn? I think it's your turn. Okay. Uh, you want me to read this one? Yeah, let's call her E. All right. And you read it. Hey, I found your content via Corbett. What I question is, how can you justify benefiting monetarily from... Innovio. What is it? Innovio. It was that. Innovio. We talked the, about it. Yeah. Okay. I'll the tell company you that is developing the syringe that is going to be used to inoculate the world against COVID. Right. So here's the thing. We talk, we, she doesn't know us from all the years that 
you and I and I alone was on WSB. And I think she's wondering if we're for reals, you know, like if we if we're just full of it and then secretly benefiting. I was an investment banker and I I still like my 401k is worth less now than it was when I left banking. I'm just not good at it. I don't pay much attention to it. I can't get my mind around it because I think everything is fundamentally messed up. And it's and if I had realized in the beginning that it was just a matter of just the Fed just always prints money, so it's always going to go up, I probably wouldn't have seen that crash around the corner like so many people who focus on the fundamentals are always, always, always seeing. And even this time, we saw the crash and then it just popped right back up because of the hyperinflation, I guess. So... I don't, I'm not secretly like uh, betraying my principles at every turn, but the Inovio thing. So I had this crappy little 401k that was basically down to nothing and had some cash in it from way back when. And Mr. A, a fan of the friend of the show, had sent me just before any of this happened. He said, can you freaking believe what this company is doing? It's a gene editing vaccine. It's a gene editing vaccine. It's not the syringe that will make the vaccines. It's gene editing. So when this stuff started happening, I took my 401k and I put it in there. But to me, it was just a game for like once. I had literally not. It was in cash for for 10 years. <laughs> I just left it there. It was nothing. So I put it in the in the Inovio because I thought, wow, it's like gambling, you know, and then it went up. It doubled. It's doubled again since then. But then I just I sold it immediately and it still isn't worth very much. But I so then I thought it then I actually stopped and thought about it. And I'm glad I'm out of it, even though it would have doubled again. And I I just want to say two things about it. One is that actually, if it's like a tobacco company or something that I mean, if it's full of fraud and you know they're malfeasance or whatever, kidnap people, I don't know, use slave labor, I wouldn't engage in that. But if it's a free market arm's length transaction that people want, if you want to get a vaccine, that's fine with me. But there are two problems with this particular company. If these vaccines are destined to be mandatory, that means they're cooperating with a terrible form of of captivity, you know, they're, they're destroying us. And the other thing is gene editing affects the human genome. So if it's, if you're doing that to somebody who hasn't had children yet or expects to have children, you, I believe that means it can be imparted. I don't know if it affects gametes or I, I don't know, but I imagine it's possible. Maybe not in this particular situation, but that is a real ethical problem. And that's a bigger ethical problem that I feel like, does that require regulation? Well, we would probably never be there at all if it weren't for the fact that research and capital investment is subsidized by the government. It's directed by the government. They have an agenda. They promote it. All that stuff is bad. I'm not advocating regulation. And then the second, so, so yes, on all that, Anovio is bad and I don't want to be part of it. But then there's another layer of where do you stop with that reasoning? Because big pharma is in the Dow. So are you going to, if you want to buy a, a portfolio that has some 
like kind of Dow aggregate. It's got everything in it, all the 30 companies in the Dow. There's going to be a lot of immoral stuff or just this is how you play the game. You're not going to stay in business if you don't deal with the government. Now that everything's getting wiped out, except for companies that take money from the government, potentially, then everybody's in league with that. And then they have to accept the social engineering elements of running a business. That's why I've always hated this concept of stakeholder. It's all that stuff. And I will just wrap that long answer up in saying as I've begun to think that, yes, Inovio, I understand that's bad, but like Big Pharma and the Dow, does that mean you can't invest? You have to look at every portfolio holding of of all your, you know, retirement funds. I think libertarians die by the sword constantly. And you get, say you get half your money taken away by the government to support wars that you don't agree with. And if you don't do it, they'll come to your house and kill you instead, one way or another. If you don't go with them, they can shoot you in your own driveway. So you're dying by the sword every day. And can you not take what little you have left and invest it in this in this market, which is basically a function of hyperinflation you have no control over? I, I just think that's, I mean, my father was like that. He he just lived like a pauper. They wouldn't buy anything made in China. He wanted them to stop the social security that he lived on. And he, he was like, well, I would have had my own money if I didn't have to pay taxes all those years. Not that he paid many with nine kids, but I'm just saying there's a lot to it. And I, I you know, you have to, I believe it's totally fine to make your own moral decisions. Anovio, though, I will, I will give you is, uh, it, it really can't get much worse than that, I don't think. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this first portion of the Q&A. Yes. So let's finish with our patron questions in the first patron 15. All right. And then tomorrow's show, we'll do Twitter questions in the free 30 and then maybe a grab bag in that patron 15. Sounds good. You guys can find Drive Time News Blast every... You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every day at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every day, we post a DMV. Go to patreon.com slash report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.